are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuk. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Madjuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. As always, I am joined by Marcus Mosher. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Of course, always give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty and hit that subscribe button. Please help others find the show. We're going to have a really good NFL season here with Matt and Ryan on the other side. But now we get to talk about some training camp, baby. Yeah, it's uh, it's officially training camp season. The Cowboys, the Steelers, and I believe one other team, maybe it's the Buccaneers, uh, all report for training camp practices this week. We're officially getting into it, Kate, and I think there's no better way to do so than to start talking about some camp battles. Are you ready? Oh, I am so, so ready. Yeah, so just to, to, to tone down some of your enthusiasm, let's talk about the Broncos and their quarterback oh. situation. Uh, it is Teddy Bridgewater against Drew Locke, the the less or what the least sexy quarterback battle in the NFL. <laughs> Two questions for you. First and foremost, who do you expect to win this this battle, and who do you want to win? Because I think the answer might be different. You know, so like imagining this, uh, how I would have thought I would have answered this. Um, I I would have expected that I actually kind of want Drew Locke to win. Um, really? I just think really? He's, but, uh, hold up, I think he's more fun to watch, personally. Okay. Um, but I, I will say, I've realized after analyzing the production of the fantasy football assets in the teams that Drew Locke, or, sorry, uh, that Teddy Bridgewater has been under center for, it's really hard not to root for Teddy Bridgewater yeah, because, sure. I mean, he was the quarterback 18, but, I mean, he led an offense that was one of the most productive for fantasy football production in terms of the wide receiver position. I think you got to be rooting for Bridgewater. Yeah, I mean, in everything that we've heard at a Broncos camp right now, I'll, I'll reference my friend Cecil Lammy. Uh, he said that whenever Bridgewater is practicing, him and Jerry Judy just have an outstanding connection. And then when Drew Locke comes in, it's noticeably worse, and the offense is far clunkier. So I agree. I don't think Bridgewater is somebody that gets us excited from a fantasy or dynasty perspective about him specifically. But I do think he's competent enough to to get the ball to Jerry Judy and to Cortland Sutton and to Noah Fant, like the guys that we actually care about, correct? I Oh, absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, what we saw with Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers, I mean, we saw these, these wide receivers that pretty much all of us had left for dead at this point. We actually saw them be really productive for fantasy football. I mean, Robbie Anderson, honestly, yes. has to – I feel like we still don't talk about the fact that he was one of the best values in fantasy football. So I think regardless, across the board, Teddy Bridgewater, you need to have as the quarterback uh, mm-hmm. to see this offense really take off. But I will say that despite the fact that I want all of the receiving weapons – I do not want Teddy Bridgewater on any of my fantasy football teams. Which is fine. Again, that, that's completely fine. What we want are the guys that are going to help increase the value of our Jerry Judy shares or our, you know, Javante Williams and Cortland Sutton. And 
we saw that last year, right? Like we saw Robbie Anderson have 1,100 yards, uh, and now the touchdowns weren't there, but 1,100 yards. We saw DJ Moore, 1,200 yards. We saw Curtis Samuel, 1,000 yards. Like Teddy Bridgewater, although he's not exciting, he is competent enough to get these guys the ball, and he typically latches on to two or three guys. That's exactly what we want. So um, let's go ahead and, and move on to another quarterback battle, Kate. Let's talk about the New England Patriots. This one seems fairly straightforward, right? If Ken Newton is healthy, he's probably going to be the starter. But how quickly does Mac Jones become the starter there in New England? I think Cam Newton's going to have a, a relatively short leash. But I will say, um, I, I think we're not maybe giving Cam Newton enough, enough credit here because I think... Coming into this season, uh, all of the chatter has really been, uh, you know, about the fact that Cam Newton, he really does seem to feel like this is his last, last hurrah. Like, yes, it, yes. I think the words he used is put up, put up or shut up. Um, and I, I think he, he needs to stand true to that or else he knows that, I mean, Mac Jones is a very talented quarterback. But Cam Newton, weeks one through three before he left uh, for the, the COVID incident of 2020, he was the quarterback seven, uh, yeah. and I think that's pretty pretty impressive because it's not like he was even a better passer in those first three games than he was all season. It's it's still that rushing production that is the the cheat code for fantasy football, mm-hmm. and he's still got that upside. So I think the more interesting question, I think Mac Jones does see the field. Um, I would I would ugh, where are you putting the over under here? How many games? I'm not sure the games, but I think by early November, we see Mac Jones, right? Like, and I think there's a chance that Cam is really competent and he helps New England get to a winning record. But I think Belichick knows what the future is, right? And if he can buy two months of Cam playing decent football and then insert Mac Jones, that's what I think is going to happen. My fear is, though, Kate, is that this is going to be no good for fantasy for anybody, right? Like, they, they might decide to do... Mac Jones starts, and then when they get inside the five-yard line is when Cam Newton comes in, and that just kills all of our Damian Harris shares, right? All those touchdown potential. It makes it so Mac Jones isn't playable in fantasy. It makes it so Cam Newton, you know, when he's healthy, still isn't relevant for, for dynasty in, in fantasy leagues. That's, I guess that's where my biggest fear is at right now. Is there any part of you that does want to buy Mac Jones at all? As like an asset himself or with like inside this offense and helping everybody else? As an asset himself. No, uh, not I really. Think, not really. Okay. Because I'm, I'm looking at Mac Jones. I think he's just generally an underrated quarterback. I was, I'm a big fan of him as a prospect. But we all do know the downside of, of you know, that lack of rushing ability. Uh, that hurts in fantasy football. A lot because we see we see how much, uh, you know, you need to be a good passer. You essentially need to be Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the rushing ability, you need to be Tom Brady. And not everybody is Tom Brady. Big shocker. Um, Well, the other thing here is the other thing here is production. That's like a little bit more enticing with Mac Jones under center and just being you know, more competent within the offense. I, I think he's going to be very efficient. My problem is, is New England has historically been a team that just runs the ball a ton inside the five-yard line. Like, when they get to the goal line, they run, whether it's with Cam 
or with another running back, whether it's Stephen Ridley, LeGarrette Blount, you know, uh, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. They love to run near the goal line. So I don't see the, you know, 30 passing touchdown potential for Mac Jones yet. I mean, I could be wrong. I just, I don't think that's the way that they want this offense to go. Um, and that just, it makes Mac Jones just a very unappealing uh, fantasy quarterback option. Um, any final thoughts on the, the Patriots before we move on? No, um, I'm going to be honest, but I I have Cam Newton stashed in a couple of my dynasty okay. teams. And I do think that if he is playing, I do think he could realistically finish 2021 as a top 12 quarterback. So he's one of these guys, if you're in these you know two quarterback leagues or super flex, you know, it, you can probably get him pretty cheap. And maybe it's only for six or seven starts, but you could probably get those starts very cheaply and potentially top 12 starts, right? Yes, absolutely. All right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar, the absolute best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors, and it's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. All right, Kate, I, I've been saving this one so we have a lot of time to talk about it. I want to talk about the Saints. Um, it seems like this is the most fantasy-relevant quarterback situation because if Jameis Winston plays, I think that's just a huge boost to Alvin Kamara, to Michael Thomas, to Adam Troutman. But if it's Taysom Hill as a starting quarterback, all of a sudden we're talking about Taysom Hill as a, you know, what? top six, top seven quarterback option, maybe even better. How do you envision this playing out? I I mean, I, I feel like I can't even answer this question because I've said it over and over and over and over and over and over and over. I, <laughs> I can't fathom a universe where Taysom Hill is realistically the quarterback. I really, truly cannot, but everything we've heard, he's um, he said he's adjusted his off-season workout plans um, it typically he's had more of like a well-rounded, uh, you know, approach to his workouts and the fact that, you know, he understands he's going to be playing multiple roles within the offense, but now he's, he's taking his reps as a quarterback. So one thing that I do want to say about Taysom Hill, and it's like, it's going back to his time as a starter, uh, in that four game stretch where Drew Brees was out, they did roll with the punches. They rolled with Taysom Hill. The stats on paper are really pretty good, mm-hmm. um, it, but it's it's not like I watched those games and as good as the stats look on paper, that it doesn't it doesn't translate to good football for me. Well, he averaged twenty one fantasy points per game in that four game stretch, and that was fantastic. And you know what you you picked him up off your waiver wire, um, but that like that is part of the value here and perhaps we will see a huge huge potential um you know surge in, in value for him because it, i still think much like me nobody believes he's the guy so if he actually is the guy the people that went out and bought Taysom hill are going to be in a, a pretty nice spot but i mean let, let's okay look at the stats uh 233 passing yards 78 passing yards <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird game. Hold on, hold on. It was a weird game. The Broncos were also starting a wide receiver at quarterback. So that was a that was 
uh, like torture, absolute torture to watch. Um, 232 passing yards and 291. He had four total passing touchdowns in that time, four total rushing touchdowns, but didn't have fewer than 33 rushing yards in any of those games. The upside is there, but I think from a dynasty perspective, who do I believe uh, I, you know, has the, the long-term potential to play quarterback in the NFL? It's Jameis Winston for me, mm-hmm. easily. I agree. I agree. Um, all right, I want to stick to Taysom Hill really quickly. So let's Kate, just assume that the, the Saints come out and say, hey, Taysom Hill is our clear-cut starter. He's not leaving the field. Like this is, we're, we're going through this for 17 games. How many quarterbacks would you rank ahead of Taysom Hill for just the 2021 season? I'll, I'll, I'll give you the names. You tell me yes or no. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott. That, that's probably the, the, the top five. After that, it probably gets trickier. Justin Herbert? Yes. You'd rather have Hill or Herbert? Just, get, just to be clear. Herbert. Okay. Russell Wilson. Ooh. Um, so, you, so you're talking already about potentially this QB7, QB8. But <laughs> um, I, I think I have to still go Russell Wilson. Okay. Like I, You can come out and say that Taysom Hill is the guy for the season, but I, I still believe like Russell Wilson is much more the guy. Okay. Uh, I think he has a safer, uh, safer floor, and the upside is is greater for me there. All right. So after that, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford. I will take each of them. Really, really. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're okay. So you're lower on Taysom Hill than I thought. Jalen Hurts. Oof. I'm gonna be honest. I'm having so much trouble here because I can't conceptually can't believe yeah. that they would commit. I can't, like I can't. Be- I can't see, believe it. But- see, here's the thing. If, if for me, if Taysom Hill is the starting quarterback for this year, and you just lock him into 17 games, there's probably only five quarterbacks I'm, I'm taking over him. Like after Dak is when it wow. stops because. He is going to get so many rushing touchdowns. And I, I agree. If you watch it on the field, it's ugly. It's disgusting. It does not feel like the right thing to do. But he's very, very productive. And I, I, I think if you're looking at it strictly as which quarterback is going to give us more fantasy points, it's clearly Taysom Hill. But I think we can both agree that Jameis Winston is who we want to be the starter, right, for our Alvin Kamara shares, for our Michael Thomas shares. It just makes sense, correct? It makes sense, um, and I think it, it just makes sense for the team. I think we know – I literally – like, I can't, I feel like I can't even speak about this rationally because <laughs> it just seems so – like, it seems like a no-brainer in my mind. But um, let's talk about, like, for their value in Dynasty Fantasy Football right now. Um, you have Taysom Hill. He is currently being drafted as the quarterback 31 in Dynasty Startups. How do you feel about that value? Even Feels if a little low. A one, if you're getting a one-year yeah. loaner, are you it, are you happy with that? It feels low because, again, any game that he starts or if he plays an entire season, I think he's going to finish as a top 10 quarterback at worst. So to get him after the top 30 quarterbacks does feel very, very low to me. Jameis Winston is being drafted as the quarterback 27 in Dynasty Startups. How do you feel about that value? Not as good. I mean, because, again, if Jameis is the quarterback, they're probably going to run, uh, again, a ton in the red zone. I think Alvin Kamara is going to get more touches than than usual. So I think Jameis at this point in his career is a guy that probably doesn't have top 
eight potential, um, and you're paying a little bit more than Taysom Hill, I don't see it. Okay, uh, I'm gonna, one more question for you on this one. If Taysom Hill is a starter, and I know your brain can't picture this right now, but let's just to say, <laughs> how, how much does this ding Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas for the foreseeable future? All right, so I think um, I think we have two separate answers here. This does not ding Michael Thomas, literally. It does not. No, I agree. I agree. Which is crazy. But but, uh, but I also don't not. think it improves his value, right? I think if Jameis is the quarterback, it could potentially improve his value because the I think his A dot would go up. But I don't think Taysom Hill knocks it. Correct. I yeah. I don't think uh, Taysom Hill is not a knock to Michael Thomas, but the biggest concern there has to be for Alvin Kamara because we saw him go from, I mean, getting the bulk of his fantasy points uh, from, you know, his ability as a receiver. It, it's not there when you have Taysom Hill under center. And that is the, that is the concern. You have Taysom Hill taking those reps. If he can, uh, you know, if, if the, most rational thing for Taysom Hill to do is dump it off. He's probably going to run with it. And that's, that's a big, big, big hit to Alvin Kamara. We saw him virtually disappear for fantasy football in those four games that, that Taysom Hill was under center. And it was largely due to the lack of, of receiving upside. But I do want to go back. I, I just pulled up these splits, Michael Thomas with and without Drew Brees, in his career span. So this is not just those uh, Taysom Bridgewater Hill games, but one. remember Taysom yep. Hill accounted for four of the 10 games that he has played without Drew Brees. Yeah. PPR points per game, 18.5 average with Drew Brees, 18.7 points per game average without Drew Brees. His splits are almost nearly identical right down the line with and without Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. I think Michael Thomas is a product of Michael Thomas, not necessarily who is under center. He's he's utilized so heavily, that doesn't matter. But the issue with Alvin Kamara is that you are banking on, uh, you, need, you need the usage from him. You need his usage as a receiver. He's never, never uh, exceeded 200 rushing attempts. So you need, you need those receptions it's it's really hard and i i have to imagine that if we were looking at alvin kamara and uh you know we had the starter named and it is Taysom hill how far does that drop alvin kamara in just his overall dynasty value like a lot yeah i mean i don't think he has the potential to finish as the rb1 anymore and that's not not great so obviously it's a concern so we are hoping that Jameis winston is the starter there but i at least if Taysom Hills Taysom Hills is third, I'm not going to be disappointed because I think we're getting a guy that could finish as a top six, top seven quarterback. So uh, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing, full swing, and you can track all the action on Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, and NHL. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device to check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% 
100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, Kate, let's talk about three other quarterback battles just very, very quickly. Uh, two of these teams traded up for quarterbacks in the first round, so we know that they're eventually going to become the starters. Um, but let's talk with the 49ers. How quickly before Trey Lance wins that job? I think uh, I don't think they seem that that rushed to get uh, Jimmy G off of the field, which is pretty pretty incredible. Um, they seem pretty content with Jimmy Garoppolo. I really think this is going to come down to perhaps how we see him uh, Trey Lance perform in the preseason. If we see uh, you know him making intelligent plays, if we see that he has not lost a step, because we really we don't know. Um, we don't know that he hasn't, you know, uh, taken any sort of hit to uh, his his overall progression forward because of his year off. But we know the upside is very high. Didn't have a single interception in his 2019 games. Mm-hmm. I think they, I mean, the draft capital that they invested tells me he's seeing the field this year. But I think it's going to be um, – I just don't think there's going to be any rush to get him there. Uh, and I, I feel like it's going to be one of these circumstances where uh, kind of like last season we saw with the Chargers, um, they they weren't really looking to start Justin Herbert. Uh, Justin Herbert started because he had to. Um, and that's sort of what I'm wondering if that's going to be the case for them. Is he going to be um, – you know, maybe just one of these guys that comes in and uh, has to play because Jimmy Garoppolo gets injured a lot. You know, is that how we're going to see this emerge? I think it's going to be one of these situations where the 49ers are looking for every opportunity to start Trey Lance, whether that's because Garoppolo is struggling, because Trey Lance had two really good practice days. I think they're going to want to get him in there as quick as possible because. I think Kyle Shanahan knows that the future is Trey Lance and that this offense has a higher ceiling with Lance. So I agree it's probably not week one. It's probably not week four, but it's not going to be very long. I think by the midpoint of the season, you are going to see Trey Lance. uh, And I do think that's going to be great for everybody involved in that offense. Uh, let's talk about the Chicago Bears because this one I don't understand at all. Uh, the Bears traded up for Justin Fields, who I loved in this class. Uh, they signed Andy Dalton, who did not look great last year in Dallas. And yet Matt Nagy says that there's no chance that Justin Fields can win the job for week one and that Andy Dalton is their starter for this season. I don't buy it, but how long before Fields takes this job? Again, I... <laughs> It's really hard because I think they don't they they also seem pretty content with their guy Andy Dalton and I think they Why? um you know they kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit cuz they told Andy Dalton when he took this contract that you are taking this contract as the starter. Um now do I think that's a good way to manage your football team uh is to you know try to walk on eggshells around Andy Dalton and make these franchise like these monumental franchise decisions based on uh Andy Dalton's feelings no but it does seem like that's the way they are treading um it's hard because I think you know Andy Dalton we did see um obviously CeeDee Lamb wasn't as productive with Andy Dalton on the field but I mean Andy Dalton has been um you know maybe not as sexy a fantasy quarterback himself but he's been able to produce fantasy football assets the ceiling is much higher with Justin Fields, but 
I would probably say, um, who is their week one opponent? I want to say it's the Rams, correct? Yeah, it is. Yep. I, I, I don't know. I think okay. they, they throw Andy Dalton to the Wolves. And let's see what he can do up against Jalen Ramsey. He'll get picked off six or seven times. And then we'll see Justin Fields game two, baby. I hope so because, man, I watched Andy Dalton last year and it just it wasn't good. The arm is clearly diminishing. His yards per attempt have dropped in four straight years. He just doesn't push the ball down the field. And we've got guys that want to make plays down the field, Kate. Like, let's let's get some shots to Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet down the field. Like, let's go. It's, it's time. Uh, this Andy Dalton experiment just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, one last one. Uh, the Houston Texans, the poor Houston Texans. Uh, probably no Deshaun Watson this year, which means uh, we're having a camp battle between Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills. Let's go. Um, who do you want to win this battle? Um, you know, I think just for the, the franchise's sake, I think I'm rooting for, for Tyrod Taylor because I do think he's just a – I think he's a good leader. I think he's he's overall a stable asset. And I think – the Texan, the Texans just need some stability overall. Hmm. He's got the rushing upside. They've got every running back in North America signed. So, you know, get Tyrod in there with those running backs. It, you're not going to plan to win games, but I, I do think that he would provide an element of a, just a little bit more security overall for the offense. He's been a top 10 quarterback before uh, it was the quarterback 16 with the Buffalo Bills quarterback eight then quarterback 16 again so the fantasy upside for Tyra despite that rushing ability is is still pretty low but Davis Mills I'm not sure is is he ready for for this because I think if you throw Davis Mills in there you are really uh, you're you're Josh Rosening him. Well, um, you're embracing the tank if you play Davis Mills. You're embracing the tank, but also it. I, I mean, you invested a third round pick in Davis Mills. I think everybody was pretty surprised when he came off their board that early. I mean, if you if you do have any sort of hope that like uh, maybe maybe we could get a late round value and he could be a starter for us for you know x amount of time. I think this is a really bad way to start it off. Um, I, I just think not enough receiving weapons. I, I would like to see Tyrod Taylor mm-hmm. in there. We did see, uh, you know, a very productive season out of yep. Charles Clay uh, with Tyrod Taylor under center. So give me some Jordan Aikens, <laughs> baby, to uh, to stack with my Tyrod Taylor shares. All right, and let's, let's end by doing this. Um, you tell me which quarterback these fantasy players would like to have on the roster, or like to have starting, excuse me, Brandon Cooks. Okay. Uh, whoo. Randall Collins. Nico Tyrod Collins. Davis Jordan Aikens. That's what makes it so confusing, right? Like, it's it's pretty clear that there's a couple receivers on this team that benefit greatly from Tyrod starting, and there's a couple that benefit more from Davis Mills starting. So it, it's the least sexy quarterback battle in the NFL right now, but it's one that's it's going to matter because if you have Brandon Cooks, you know, he, he can be a really solid wide receiver too for you. If you have Nico Collins' dynasty shares, I think he has the potential to be a low-end wide receiver three. So... 
Keep an eye on this battle. Keep an eye on all these battles. Uh, we're just now starting to get into training camp. We'll continue to update you guys with all the latest news and information. Uh, you can check out Ryan and Matt on Tuesday and Wednesday. They're going to be looking at running back and wide receiver battles. Kate and I will be back on Thursday. Kate, it's finally, finally feeling like football season. I'm so excited. This is fantastic. Uh, make sure you're downloading the Locked on Dynasty podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can follow Kate at FFBallBlast, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.